time once again for Theater of the Moon and Mind. We are on our fifth installment of the Immortal Ranger series by Texas Wookie. Immortal Ranger in Silver Hills, Year 3000. A figure rested quietly on the mountain in meditation, in this place of power where some of his most valued items hidden away. He looked over the museum that he had created. In his heart, he knew that it was foolish to have all of these things here, but it was also good to have them hidden from view. Besides, he had lost some of the gems in here once because he had thought it safer to have these things scattered throughout the galaxy. He had learned his lesson from that mistake. He rose up and rubbed his hands along one of the display cases. He glanced at the date, then glanced back at the case. Dawning came across his face. He had only a short time to get there before things got ugly. He switched on the news and listened as an arrest was reported. He only had a few days to get there then. He picked up his sword as he walked out of what had once been his home away from home. The immortal ranger looked down at the fight below him calmly. He watched as the red ranger was fighting solo against the mutant crime lord Rancic. The two had fought earlier this week and the mutant had lost but the way they were fighting now, it was easy to see that this fight was not going to end the same way as the last one. The fact that Rancic's bones could actually be converted into swords was a really impressive trick. The guy was never without a weapon. The way he was, he just needed a moment so he could create a new blade. He had all but forgotten how the guy could pull off that little trick of his. Of course, he had a good excuse. A lot had happened in the thousand years since he had seen him. So what if he didn't remember everything about one particular wannabe conqueror or another? He had fought in the Mirror World, the Land of the Dead, the Land of Spirits, the Dark Dimensions, and the Land of Rebirth several times to defeat the various monsters that someone or other was trying to bring back to Earth. Sometimes the various creatures were old sparring partners, other times they were dark versions of his friends. Those were always the toughest ones, at least they didn't have very many dark swords left. He more than deserved to forget about some of these guys. He watched intently, wondering if this particular Red Ranger was going to need his help as he was given a particularly nasty slash to the chest. Jason shook his head. Alex Collins, the Red Time Force Ranger, was a bit too arrogant and secretive. He may have all sorts of training, but he just didn't have his ancestor's charm or flamboyant style nor did he have the same outlook on people that Wesley had. He watched Time Force Red get back up and try again, and he was hit once again with Rancic's blade. Screw this, he grumbled as he got ready to jump the ledge he had been leaning against. You know you can't help him, right, lad? Duncan said as he grabbed Jason by his arm, stopping him from doing what he should know better than to do. In this day and age, it was hard not to alter the time frame sometimes. He's a ranger, though, Jason argued as he continued to watch the fight. I have to help him. It's my duty. No, Jason, not this time. For now you have to let history run its course, the Highlander argued back, his grip tightening on the bicep of his former student. His sword was half-drawn in his other hand. If he had to fight Jason to get him to stay here, he would. Hopefully he wouldn't have to kill him. He would hate to have to do that. The boy would be extremely angry when he came back, and he didn't plan on taking his head unless he had to. Jason was easily one of his oldest students. Richie was the only other one of his students that had managed to survive this long. But, but nothing, Duncan cut him off. 
You know as well as I do that this is something that needs to be done. If you get in the way now, you could alter the very course of history. Now get off that ledge, the Highlander ordered. He had just known something like this was going to happen. That was why he had decided to try and head him off before anything bad happened. As long as Jason didn't morph to get past him, he would be okay. Even for him, fighting a ranger would be difficult. Fighting Jason was already difficult enough as it was, because he knew his weaknesses just as well as he knew his. Fine, the immortal ranger growled as his target hurt the red ranger too badly this time that he wasn't getting up this time any time soon. He noted that the future, or past pink ranger, was standing there when it happened. He better not die, and I should still try to stop them, he said as the mutant disappeared into his stolen time ship. And if you got caught in the time ship, what then? Only a handful of people have the right sort of training to fly one of those correctly, Duncan chastised him. You could be back in the year 2000. Hell, you could even be stuck there. Might be worth it, Jason said wistfully. How so? the Highlander asked worriedly. How many chances do you get to see your best friends again? The young man, once known as Jason Lee Scott, who had been the first Red Ranger of Earth over a thousand years ago, asked his old mentor. He looked longingly at the time ship that Rancic had stolen to go back to a point in his past. How many times have you wished to see your clansmen again? What would you give to see Connor McLeod or Darius again, even if it was just for an hour? I would give up my soul some days to see the gang, Jason admitted to the other immortal. Even if I couldn't talk to them, but watch them as they talked and laughed. I want to hear some of Billy's techno babble. I want to remind Tommy he's late again. Hell, I want to get my butt handed to me by Trini one more time. You understand this, don't you? He asked desperately as he slammed his fist into the ledge that he was now leaning on again. I know better than to risk that sort of thing, Duncan told him gruffly. And you of all people should know the risks of playing with time like that better than anyone. As it is, the world has to be careful what it is they allow through time. Your friends in Time Force change things in time in case ye forgot. You'll probably even remember meeting a member of the team somewhere or other since you have this insane thing about checking up on the various teams while they're active. One of these days you're going to get ID'd, the Highlander warned. Duncan didn't think now was the time to tell him how he felt the temptation of the time ships. Right now he needed to put on a strong front for the Immortal Ranger. Just like you have a habit of hanging on to your accent, Jason asked, a smile tugging at his lips as he watched the Red Ranger, or was it former Red Ranger, be carted off by a med team. From this distance, it was hard to tell whether or not he still had a morpher. Come on, I'll buy you a drink. Don't bother. Besides, I have to cause a disturbance so that they can get through security later, Jason returned to him. Leave well enough alone, lad, Duncan pleaded. You know I can't do that. So you can either come with me and make sure I don't cause too many problems. Together we can try and time this so that the Time Force Rangers have an opening to go and get their job done. Or you can leave me alone to do it and hope that I don't get caught or try to hitch a ride with them, Jason said, a smirk on his face as he eyed the older man. I just know I'm going to regret this, the Highlander grumbled. May I ask how you intend to know when the right time is? Simple. When Rancic began to become so public a crime figure, I had several people start tailing the various members of the Time Force team. It's been five years in the works, but we were finally getting somewhere with all of this. 
You've been planning this whole mess that long? Duncan asked in surprise. Yeah, Jason confirmed, nodding his head. You ready? He questioned the other immortal curiously. Then the whole ready to jump off and go after Rancid? Was that real, or was that just a ploy to get me to help ye? Duncan asked, a bit miffed at being manipulated like that. I let my brain stop thinking for a moment, let my gut do it instead, the ranger admitted in embarrassment. I don't like people doing that to rangers. I know how it feels to be sent flying like that. I can remember times when in the Megazord we were sent flying down one of the roads of Angel Grove. We were helpless to do anything except ride it out because our enemy was so much more powerful at the time than we were. Don't worry, lad, the boy will be okay and you can rest easy knowing that you did the right thing. Now let's go get ready to cause that distraction of yours. Preferably before I regain control of my senses and find a reason why we shouldn't do this. Right, Jason said as they slipped back into the shadows, silent as ninjas. Jason looked up from where he was standing. He watched as the ranger timeship took off, chasing after Rancic and his frozen cutthroat followers. Say hi, he whispered to himself as the ship winked out of this time. Come on, when they realize that we're here, they're going to want to ask us a few questions, Duncan said. And a lot of those questions are ones I prefer not to be answering anytime soon. Jason nodded and followed after the Highlander. So you want to tell me how you managed to get all of those Time Force security codes? I had someone on the inside keep me updated just in case I needed to slip in and cause problems. I'll probably lose all of my access now till I can work up a new way into the systems now, though, he lamented. You had that program created to take out the entire security system, lad. All we really had to do was get down to the control room and take the guards out. Duncan pointed out as they entered a public transport that would take them away from there. I kept in contact with the right kinds of people, Jason said, shrugging it all off. Besides, we were lucky they didn't catch us on our way down there. And your nifty toys didn't have anything to do with that? Duncan asked him suspiciously. We took out over half the guards that were getting that ship mission ready. We could have seriously altered the very history of Earth. Instead, we kept it going exactly the way it should, Jason pointed out. So, you still willing to pay for that drink? I think you ought to be the one offering me a drink, lad, Duncan said, glaring at the ranger in annoyance. Because of you and your connections, we were nearly discovered tonight. I'll buy the first rounds, then, Jason said soothingly. The two men headed for a nearby bar, which was similar to Joe's bar from long ago. They were about to enter when a drawn sword blocking their way stopped them from entering. Sorry, boys, but you don't get in that easily. A man walked out of the shadows and grinned at them. Well, if it isn't the infamous Highlander and his former student, the Ranger, he mock bowed to the two of them. You know, I've often wondered why no one tries to take you two on anymore. Your quickenings must be amazing by now. Then there's all the knowledge you have, you in particular, Mr. Scott. Jason didn't say anything as he looked at the man in front of him. With you gone, I could take your other powers and be the most powerful immortal ever, since you never use your powers to fight your challenges. Jason chuckled at this man's plans of greatness. Sorry to disappoint you, but the powers don't work for someone looking for personal gain, pal. You would look pretty stupid trying to use those powers and nothing happening to you. I sincerely doubt that. 
Well, unless you want to try and take my head, none of that really matters anyways, Jason said, daring the other immortal to make a move against them. This immortal would have to be extremely lucky to get a shot in on either of them. The man glared dangerously at them, but waved his men off. I am merely warning you both that your time is almost up. Spend your time wisely, because soon I and my blade shall be the last things that you see. Whatever. Till then, Duncan said, as he led Jason in for a drink. The heavy drinking would have to wait till they had a safe place to celebrate. The two men each took a shot of Kavorian twisters. The liquid burned, and the look on Jason's face told the other immortal that he was thinking of another time again. You know, one of these days you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that you're the last of the originals. Maybe, but the others will live on in memory. Besides, I think after getting past my thousandth year, I would be allowed some time to consider my life. That may be, Duncan conceded, and no one says you don't deserve it, but don't forget about the friends that you do have while you're remembering the old ones. That's all well and good, but... But nothing. I think it's time to tell your friends goodbye for a while and move someplace else for a while. I'll think about it, Jason returned. Thanks for the help, but I'm going to head back now. You go out those doors, you're likely to confront that immortal again, Duncan reminded him. I know, that's why I have this, Jason said as he pointed to an object on his wrist. You should be careful with that. I will. Now I have to go. He turned his mouth toward the item strapped to his wrist. Alpha, teleport me to outside the entrance on the left side of my mark. You got it, boss man, a surfer-like voice said through the communication device he was wearing. Jason winced and rolled his eyes, but did what he had to do. A few minutes later, Duncan heard a strange whirring sound that he recognized as Jason's way of leaving. Could have at least offered to drop me off somewhere, he muttered to himself. Jason looked at the ground in front of him sadly. His conversation with Duncan had made him want to come here. He was close to the main way into the command center, which he had arranged to have rebuilt. With Billy's help, he had arranged for it to be just like the old one. The power chamber was even underneath it, just like the old one. The only difference was that they weren't the places the Earth led its offensive against those who would want to destroy the planet. He looked at the area in front of him and sighed as he saw the statues of just about every shape he could imagine. Some of the best rangers of history had been given memorials here. They were put up in their honor to thank them for risking their lives for what they had done. Walking through the maze of statues that represented different zords that had been commanded over the years by people who had wanted to protect either the planet, universe, reality, time, or their species. So many battles had been fought. So many heroes had been forged. He reached the center where the first ones to be placed here still rested. These were the ones that had begun the legacy. He hoped that when his head was taken that Duncan could place his sword in the museum with the other weapons, in the front of Rocky's power sword replica, which sat next to a replica of Saba. He hoped that someday his sword would reside beside the dragon dagger replica in the case where it belonged. He knelt on his knee in front of a giant light and drew his sword and let its blade sink into the ground. Over the years, the sword had been reforged time and again. This current incarnation of his old sword was almost as powerful as a ranger weapon in its destructive power. The former ranger leader looked up through the giant light that was pointed upward. It was one of the only things this planet had to remember the great morphing master who had given his life for the entire universe. 
Surrounding it in a guarding formation was the Morphin through Space Ranger statues. Hey Zordon, he whispered softly. It's me, Jason, your own little surprise weapon. You know that, though, don't you? I think from the very beginning you knew what it was that I could do. What it was that I could become. That's why you wanted me to know the world. You knew I would need the lessons the conference gave me. He looked sadly at the statues that surrounded him in the light. A stone showing a dragon, tiger, falcon, star, car, and a brachiosaurus stood between the two stones. One had pterodactyl, firebird, and crane, while the other stone sported a crane, circle, and another car. Each of the designs had colors rubbed into the emblems to signify their colors. You know, after I finally accepted what I had become, the one thought in my mind was that despite it all, you would still be around no matter what. I mean, you were over 10,000 years old when I met you. Surely I couldn't live too long, all things considered. I was so shocked after you were killed, I didn't know what to do. I'm sorry, Zordon, but I can't stay here anymore. I can't chance your legacy like that. I'm returning to Phaedos. Perhaps Ninjor can guard the powers for... I'm returning to Phaedos. Perhaps Ninjor can guard the powers for a while in his temple. Sometimes I wonder if the others would understand what it is that I've had to do to survive. I told a few of them near the end, but by then the damage was already done. I was a killer in their eyes. The old eyes on the still youthful face blinked a few times. Survival is all any of us can do. Jason sighed as Mythos came and sat next to him. Don't worry too much, the older immortal said as he clapped his friend on the shoulder. Despite everything that has happened through the last thousand years, you have kept his dream alive. The earth is free because you and others like you were willing to risk your lives for the earth. Though most of the people have forgotten you and your friends, you're still fighting for something that he believed in enough to die for. Maybe, but he was one of the people that the galaxy didn't need to lose, Jason said as he stood up. The two immortal beings wandered out of the memorial. It's crazy, you know. I've been friend with some of the most powerful beings in the universe, and while most of them think me nothing more than a person that travels around a lot, I know them for what they truly are. That's right, but why do you punish yourself by always going to the places where this power of yours is? You could hide in Egypt or somewhere for years and never be noticed. Instead, you keep coming back here for more. It's what I have to do. It's my duty to the ranger legacy. Why, though? The woman on that weird planet you talk about could do it. She has to stay on the planet and tend to her other duties, and Ninjor has nearly got the first of the new power coins completed. He says it's some 660 years ahead of schedule compared to the length that it took to make the last set. I am the only one left to be the guardian to the other powers. The last set took nearly 10,000 years to make, though. 1,666 years and six months to make each coin, to be exact, Jason said knowingly. That's why they're so valued by the various rangers. Morphers aren't exactly easy to make, you know. And what do you get out of giving them time to make these things? I get the fragments of the other coins like you already know, Jason said. And I think you need to stop questioning me about this. You know I don't want your coins, Mythos said in annoyance. The things sound like they're more trouble than they're actually worth. Good, let's talk about something else then.
You always use that as a good cover. One of these days, Ranger, you're going to have to accept that they're no longer your responsibility. I said let's talk about something else. Fine, how about where will you go? A place where I can keep the powers safe. That will be a hard trick to do, a voice said as a large mutant stepped out of the shadows. Jason rolled his eyes at the mutant. Who are you? Bounty hunter, the figure said indifferently. My employer wants the zords that you have managed to acquire over the years. Not happening. How about I kill you for them then, the figure said, drawing a sword. Not happening, Fang Face, Jason returned in annoyance. Very well, then defend yourself. The mutant yelled as it charged at the first Red Ranger. Jason barely drew his own blade in time and was forced back as he blocked three attacks. Rolling under another strike and came up swinging, his blade just missing the mutant. Not bad, for a human, that is. Come on, Fangface, show me what you got, Jason taunted as he beckoned the mutant bounty hunter on. The former ranger grinned. He may hate the fights he had with other immortals, but he loved the fights with monsters, robots, and mutants. These were fights that he understood and had actually grown up on. These were fights that didn't attack his guilt nearly as much. The mutant shot an energy blast at him, and Jason winced as the explosion threw him against a wall. Staggering back up, he could feel the skin healing where it had broken open when he hit the wall. Jason ran back at the mutant and came down with a slash that cut the mutant in the arm. The mutant grabbed him by the jacket and threw him against a tree. Groaning, Jason stood shakily back to his feet. The mutant had a lot of raw power and was starting to wear him down. Even his healing powers needed a chance to recharge. He was going to have to end this faster than he originally thought. Twirling his sword, the mutant was so focused on the weapon that he never noticed the knife that came flying out of his other hand and struck it in the shoulder. Hey, you're a ranger. You're not supposed to cheat like that, the mutant complained as it jerked the blade out. I'm not like the others, pal, Jason said as he ran at the mutant and sliced at the same time as the mutant did. The immortal ranger stumbled as he fell to his knees from the amount of blood he was losing from the cut he had just gotten on his side. The ranger turned to look at the mutant. It was stumbling to its feet. It had lost its arm in the exchange of blows. We keep going, you're going to bleed to death, Jason noted, while he held his side trying to hold the blood in. True, but I have never not returned with my target. Those zords are too dangerous. Sorry, the immortal hissed in pain as the wound began sealing itself with a crackle of energy. We all make our choices in life, Ranger, the mutant snarled as it gripped its sword one-handed. Nodding, the immortal ranger slipped under the blow and came up in an upward slash that split half of the face off the mutant. Jason fell down as he waited for the wound to heal. He looked sadly at the mutant as it fell to the ground. He was good, Mythos said as he looked at the body of the mutant bounty hunter cynically. Yeah, he was, Jason agreed as he was helped up. If it wasn't for me being what I am, he could have killed me. Where were you? Dealing with his backup, the old man said as he nodded toward the collection of robot parts that were scattered all over the ground. And it's because of people like him and whoever he worked for that I have to leave for now. Next time they might find someone better and I don't want to have to morph any more than I have to. Then let's get you to your ride, Mythos said. In a few years they'll forget all about you all over again. 
The immortal ranger nodded his thanks as he stood up a bit straighter, not that he had a purpose. He paused to look at the memorial that had the last thousand years before he walked away. It had been a long time since he had been away from Earth for a long period of time. The two men headed for the Astro Megaship Mark 500, Jason used as his mode of transport when he did make trips off-planet. After a quick check, Jason departed the Earth for an unknown time. Good luck, Mythos called to the younger immortal as the ship became a prick of light in the night sky.